This is At The Nexus, episode 19. Well, Lawyer Man says, on Saturday, March 31st, 2012. So, what does he say? Well, shoot yourself with a knife. Hey, big week. Hey, how's it going? Still your line. Yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm not over it. Uh, oh, well, I'll give it to you next week. Yeah, but see, it's not even my line. I don't know, but you're always so big about big week. Yeah, but you know, the problem with big week is that it usually isn't. So it's kind of just fun yeah. to say. Kind of noticed it this week, but we got a good enough show for today. I don't think we? so. I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, some amazing things happened this week. Uh, some amazing things happened, but not enough to merit big week. Hmm. Uh, still pretty good though. Little week. No medium. Medium week. About the size of a fry you get from Burger King. Ah, and um, man, these birds are certainly getting angry this time of day. You know. Last week, we were really quite pleased with Angry Birds in Space. Yeah, I heard about that. That was really good. Yeah. It seems pretty cool. I haven't yet bought it for the iPad. Ah, you're not missing out on that, but... But do you want to know something amazing? Maybe. I know it's out of order, but my iPad battery is amazing. Do you what know did, why? What did it do now? I have not charged it in three three weeks, and it's still at where I left it. Wow, that's impressive. Want to know something? Maybe. haven't touched it since I um, got really mad at it that one day. So, I know this is out of order, but I got a new phone... Oh, he did. It looks pretty shiny. Yeah, but before that, so my old phone's sitting on my nightstand, and I haven't charged it since the day I switched, mm-hmm. which was on Sunday. Mm, cool. So what is that, like five, six days ago? Yeah. It still has 50% of battery left. I haven't touched it. Cool. Yeah. I check every night before I go to bed. So, users, if you're trying to find a way to extend the battery life of your products... Don't use it. Exactly. And your life will probably be frustration-free. Pretty much, because if you don't use the product, it can't mess with you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what product usually does mess with you? Mm, my, my iPad does constantly, but I Windows. know... Windows. Windows, Because really. if you try to close the process, what happens? Um, It restarts itself. If it's or important. it ends up not mattering that it's closed. Yeah. Because you figure if it you know, is important, it'll just reopen itself. Oh, definitely. Except for Explorer. Well... But you can start that. So, last, last uh, weekend, mm-hmm. I designed for you... Essentially, what I made for myself a few weeks prior, which was a front page yes. that, that showcases some of your internet properties, such as your Facebook and Twitter and uh, maybe Google+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Then it has some biographical information, such as what you are. Who I am, what I do. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so you've enjoyed that page for maybe a week now. Yeah, I've already had um, about 28 views. And um, that that's good. And so what do you use to track those views? Um, I've been using Google Analytics. Um, it's a ver- really powerful tool set. It tells you all sorts of uh, neat things. Um, it tells me that people in Brazil have gone to my site for 0.0 seconds. That is really uh, weird. Yeah, I'm not sure. But the average time on a page is about four minutes. That's a really bizarre number, just so you know. Yeah, I know. Um, I must have like, visited and left it open in the tab or something. But that's supposed to time out. Like, if there's no mouse activity, you'd assume that that's idle that time, then. But, I mean, it's... Like a, not a splash page, but like a bouncing page, so you should only spend a few seconds there. Right, right. Well, so when you told me about those stats, I thought, well, I've never checked my stats for my landing page, or my mm-hmm. portfolio page, as I like to call it. So I went to my local Google+, and uh, hit the analytics button, because that's how I get to all Google properties now, Google+, because, you know, it's in the corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found out some weird stuff. What did you find out? Well, I found out that I was getting a staggering number of views from place in washington named seattle hmm. i hear it rains a lot there and i hear there's good coffee there i heard it's a pretty big linux area um well so I, in a month in the last 30 days i had 
received 343 views or so on the portfolio page, ryanrampersed.com. Mm-hmm. But in particular, 212 from the Seattle area. That was kind, wow. of, kind of spooky. Yeah. So there was this impending thought, this creeping thought in my mind as I was thinking, what is in Seattle? Well, most tech companies, of course, are in the Bay Area, in California, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. California, where Silicon Valley is, you know, that's where tech companies usually go. Yeah. Well, what company do you know that is near Seattle? Hmm. Don't know. It's hard, it start hard. with an M? Yeah. Hmm. What what company starts with an M and ends in a T? <laughs> Alright. We're gonna try that again. Oh, Don't worry about it. Things are haunted, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. What starts with an M and ends in a T? Hold yeah. on a second. I gotta think of some naughty words. <laughs> well, let me let me help you. Yeah. The, the naughty word is Microsoft. You <laughs> So I I what I have to tell you mm-hmm. is that in analytics, it can show you by demographics, so it can show you the number of views or whatever by region, or it can, oh, and it can also show you by network accessing division. So, like Quest or Covad or AT and T or yeah. you know whatever provider you have. Well, on my landing page, my portfolio page, it says there's 297 views from Microsoft Corp. Yeah, that's kind of funny. They're it's onto you. Kind of spooky if you yeah. think about it. Some Microsoft employee must have just held down that refresh button a few times and. Yeah, I don't know. I called it good. But doesn't it track unique views too? Yeah, but this isn't. This is just visits. This isn't okay. looking for uniques. But um, that's and good. they were on the page on an average of ten seconds. A whole ten seconds. A whole ten seconds. That's pretty good. That's probably long enough to read all ten words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that is still pretty impressive. Two hundred and ninety-seven yeah, views from yeah. Microsoft Corp. And I was happy with my twenty-eight. It's really bizarre. Yeah, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it would be interesting to carry over that statistic to the blog and see what if Microsoft was reading the blog, and about every two to three days, there's one hit from Microsoft Corp. Hmm. That's pretty good. So occasionally, a Microsoft employee has a problem that I've had in the past and decides to Google it hmm. with Google. That's pretty good. Yeah. I've looked at my Bing traffic. There is none. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yeah. Well, okay. I shouldn't say there isn't any. There's three per month. Three per month. Yeah, but if I round that up, I get zero, so it doesn't matter. That's good. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just thought that was kind of bizarre, and it was good good to note. Um, I have noticed a couple of other things since we were talking about our new site designs. Mm-hmm. So my portfolio page, in the same period of time, garnered more views than the Nexus site as a whole did. It's kind yeah. of sad. On the other hand, but we, don't... we don't advertise. Well, I advertise all the time. Hey, come check out our pretend radio station. Hey, come check out our. Uh, well, what, what, I, what was the other word I used? It wasn't pretend. It was I don't know, fake. Fake. Yeah, fake is pretty good. I don't know about that. I well, well, I, we, we could generate some comments on Facebook this week, didn't we? We do. We do generate some commentary, but um, that commentary usually isn't a driver of traffic. Yeah. Usually, it's the same one point three one point three people driving the traffic to the website. Yeah, I gotta. Um, the other thing I noticed is my blog. So I don't know if I told you about the downtime earlier this week of across all my web properties, but for some reason the Nexus was down, my website was down, everything on my domain, everything everywhere was just down. Yeah, could could not compute, and I don't know what caused it, but presumably they were doing server maintenance or something. So between that and the new design, 
there seems to be an impact on my overall trending for traffic across my blog. So it's gone down about 200 views per day. It's kind of sad, but I don't really care. Mm. just thought that was interesting. It is kind of interesting. But not as interesting as where you found that axe. Ah, oh, so those of you who listened to you last week found out that... Um, was that this, only last week? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, this uh, punk kid came and... Punk just, kid. Yeah, words to describe him. Like mm. this depressed-looking kid just walked up to him like, I need this axe. And I'm like, okay, fine, take it and bring it back. Um, and then... Uh, Turns out he just needed it to uh, go camping. Didn't have to murder anybody. Um, no, nothing nefarious. Yeah, but I also you know, found he made naughty. it sound really bad. Like I had to go take care of something. Like, yeah, that's why I was going to question him, man. Like if he wanted an axe, he was going to go find something sharper than an axe if he didn't need that. Know, What's so sharper was, than an axe? A stake. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you got all sorts of those. Well, so I, I mentioned my phone, of course, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I don't know. I don't think I'll do a full review here, but. Uh, previously, I had the uh, Vir- I have Virgin Mobile as my service provider because I'm poor, and um, this is now the Motorola Triumph. It's um, a 4.1 inch screen. It's running Android 2.2.2. It works okay. Not too much going on here. That's all I can tell you about it right now. Hmm. Um, can you tell us where you got it? How much it was? Or can't tell you that. That's company secret. Oh, trade secret. Okay. Um, here's why I can't tell you. The corporation that sold this to me lost a significant amount of money in that transaction, and they would be sad about it if I advertised for them. Hmm. That's pretty bad. Wait, don't you hate... Oh, it's really odd for you, because you hate most companies. Which ones? Retail stores. Which ones? Um, let's see. You can't stand that one store by Harmar. Barnes & Noble? Yeah. Okay. I think... Yeah, the, the place that sells books on days the malls is closed. You can get in from the outside. Bloody crap. Um, you can't. You totally could, can. But why can we get in from the inside? Don't worry about it. Uh, it was the most ridiculous thing Okay, I'll tell, you where, I tell, I'll tell you where I got my new phone. I got this new Motorola Triumph from Target. Finally. Target. And, and which Target? Roseville Target, of course. Roseville the Target. only acceptable Target in the metro area. Um, the, the phone was a reasonable price, you know, during this week's ad, and it was a good deal. Yeah. Do you know what else is a good deal right now at Target? I, no, I don't. Dollar and three cents per cans of pears and a dollar for a box of macaroni with SpongeBob on it. I loaded up. <laughs> uh, I got enough to last me a few weeks. That, that's uh, kind of sad, but okay. Pears and macaroni, I can eat it every day of the year. Mm, that's not a lot of food. No, 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 uh, you can't eat them at the same time. Okay. Um, yeah, because pears, be like if you put cheese right, on your right. pears, I mean, it's just ew, ew all over. Right, right, right. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I'm, I'm so far. I'm kind of just beta testing the phone. I have 90 days to return it. So if Virgin Mobile does decide to actually release a good new phone in the next 90 days, this will go back. So, want to play a game? Okay. How many days do you think you're going to have access to your the network in those 90 days? How many okay. days do you think it's going to be down? What network? Like, oh, the Virgin Mobile yeah. network. I I didn't know I had one. It's always been down. My mistake. Hmm. Um, so this phone has a, a peculiar setting, and it's called no network connectivity. And okay. essentially, there's no bars ever, despite there being network present. So the reason I can compare is because I have my old phone still, and it can mm-hmm. still see the network. It just can't get the data through the network. Hmm. So if I hold them side by side, I get four bars here and 26 bars over there. There's a problem. I think there is. Of 19. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, I'll figure that one out sometime, but hmm. it's a problem. Okay. Not a big deal. But yeah. 
Yeah. Must have been fun. I don't use data that much. Because yeah, you're always on Wi-Fi. Right. I try yeah. to stay on the Wi-Fi. That's probably better. Mm-hmm. Get much better reliability and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, good phone. I, I, I'm going, I'll get back to you on it uh, with a more extensive review when we have more time for it, probably. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So what else did you do this week? Uh, let's see, I went to school, did some stuff, tried to impress a girl with theoretical physics, and, um, yeah, it was a pretty big week. Except what? for, I found something out this week. Wait, what? Telling a girl you have a theoretical degree in theoretical physics does not make them want to talk to you anymore. Wait, so you're telling me that something that's fake... Doesn't impress someone. No, no, it's not fake. It's theoretical. It's completely different. So you're telling me theoretically something that's fake is inefficient. Exactly. Okay, that's what I thought you meant. Yeah, so don't try it. Okay, I'm not going to try it, even though I have in the past. Yeah. Did it work for you? Um, For a week, as you say. I don't mm. know if that counts, though. That, that counts. Not really. I was just instantly denied. And then I think yeah. the way you went about it was the wrong choice. Well, I advertised myself as a quack. Did you really? I linked to the site you made me. Mad scientist, programmer, and quack. You know, that's probably a... that Okay, that's... Oh, um, if she doesn't know what Java or Python is, um, it's not impressive. Because what, what was the exact quote? Um, oh, me... I'm a snake-wielding man holding a... a, a I wield a snake in my Hold left on, hand on, and on, a cup of Java. Let, let me quote it. Okay. Matt is a programmer in St. Paul, Minnesota. As a mad scientist, he explores the realm of the impossible. As a programmer, he wields snakes and steaming coffee. And as a quack, he deploys penguins on the top of vehicles. It's only happened twice. Most of the time, they're inside the vehicle. The snakes? No, the penguins. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Any luck on finding our penguin again? Snakes in a truck. Snakes in a truck. <laughs> with a penguin. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm. Sounds like a movie I made once. Oh, snakes in school. Hold on while I call the crocodile hunter. One more time. I couldn't hear a word you said. Hold on while I call the crocodile hunter. Um, but no, no, no. That sounded too rushed. Like, you're just... I, I, I didn't do it. You know, somehow the audio did not break up from that. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Don't do it again. Yeah. Um, we'll pull the quote later. What quote? Actually, where is that? Those snakes in the school. Like, where can our viewers go and find that? Oh, they can't. Because yeah, I'm sure you can. Oh, I, no. I watched it a few months ago. I know. I'll get it later. Because um, actually, a lot of our viewers actually were friends from Murray a long they? time ago. Are they all one viewer? Ian Buck. Um, that other person that sent you a message earlier this week. You know, that's a, it's a weird thing. Problems. You know... There's 186 downloads in the past 90 days. Ian Buck cannot be doing all of those. Half of them are Paul Horn. Okay, so maybe like two are mine, but I'd never download from the Nexus directly on purpose. Like, I always go through Amazon itself. Yeah, and I don't, trust me, I haven't downloaded a single one. Oh, I know you haven't. So I I, want to know where those listens are coming from. So if Mm. you do listen to the show, you really need to find a way to tell me that you're listening so that I can say, Big Week, how's it going? Yeah, you know, that's the fastest way to get spammers. Which kind? Like, I mean, if a company is getting paid by each download, I know right now the S3s are free for us, um, but then let's say you just download the thing a million times for the person, that rack up the bills. Yeah, but it scales really well. I mean, you know, a million downloads is like 10 bucks. Big deal. Mm. Well, I mean, we're we're gonna be okay. Because you already time. have like a billion booleans, and now I have a bil- million downloads. I have twenty nine dollars in credit on Amazon. I'm okay. Okay, that's good. Gift cards. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, news this week. So you you know your laptop that you bought a couple of weeks ago? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, that you that you, that you love and you just are yeah. so happy and pleased mm-hmm. with it. You know what story you bought that at? 
I bought that at um, oh that store that this one foreclosed not foreclosed but closed. Well, not that one isn't closing, but at least five in the metro area are closing, and fifty over the entire United States is closing. Mm, that Best Buy thing. That is Best Buy. Mm. So I'd like to know what you think of Best Buy. Okay, Best Buy is good if you tell the employees, "Leave me alone. Let me do my benchmarks and get out of my way." And when we say benchmarks, we mean Sun Spider. Yeah. And I did because one thing I like about Windows Seven is it comes built in with the Experience Index thing. You really think that makes any difference? I mean, it, it's kind of nice to kind of. I never use that. Show, but when you're at the store and that's all you have, I never use that because sometimes you, they disable Sun Spider on you. No, they don't. Depending on where you are. Where? Um, where was that? Not Barnes and Noble, but that other one. Who? That one place in Roseville. Staples. Staples doesn't even have computers on display, do they? I don't know. I've never been there. I don't know. We'll go on another adventure and find out. I don't know. Well, see, I feel like I like Best Buy. I like the idea of going into a store and being able to ask, hey, what what, what do you have here that's really good? But they'll never give you an answer. That's because there isn't one currently at Best Buy. You, They can't point to any like Windows-based computer and say, this is really great. You should get this. Hmm. So when we were there, you knew what you wanted because you're a tech person, obviously. You're in network yeah. engineering and you're in computer science. You know all about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, there was this other guy who was on the other side of the counter. Oh, I remember him. He was hilarious. You know, he was in his mid-40s. He admitted to his, uh, you know, Best Buy blue shirt person that I have no idea about computers. I have no clue how to use them. I use them at the library. That's it. Mm-hmm. You, you got to help me figure out which one to get. He had spent. He had been there before we got there, and he had. He was still there when we were done checking out. And that took a while because we couldn't find the employee. Like whenever you need him, they always vanish. <laughs> That's true. And he essentially went to each laptop around every table, and I don't know, pushed the mouse around or something. Hmm. I mean, she did her best to explain each computer's differences or capabilities or whatever to him. But when yeah. all the computers are that cheap and aren't, you know, good, you know, there's there's no real feature on it. And they all do the same thing. They all have Windows. They don't come with extra software that's useful. Mm-hmm. What what can you really say, like, other than just wait until the person picks one, right? Yeah, I mean, most people just pick based on the physical layout of the computer. Like, right. Um, I, I used to think it just mattered what was inside the computer, but then I realized that that part doesn't really matter as much for an average day-to-day user. Right. So what I think Best Buy has a problem with is too much selection. When you walk yeah. into that store, like in the phone section, immediately in Roseville, when you walk into that section, you're inundated with tons of phone choices. Yep. You could spend an easy three hours looking through all those phones. But want to know what really bothers me? Maybe. If you, I know the fancy phones are... They all have their own thing, but they have hundreds of phones right to the left, mm-hmm. and they all look real, but they're all, all like baked bars of soap that's, that's just been spray painted mm-hmm. different colors. Pretty much. Um, and why even bother having one of those things? Like you just because you know, it, you know cause it's a things? it's a black touch screen. Like, but it's a bar of soap, and it's a black touch screen. I mean, without it being on, how can you tell if it's fast or slow or not mm. good? But that it, it brings me back to the thing: too much selection. Yeah. So at Best Buy, what they what the problem is the the employee that was helping this guy, who obviously admitted he had no clue and indeed did not have a clue. The problem she experienced was that she had to wait for him just to make a choice because she didn't have any way to say this computer over here it's eight hundred bucks, but it is so good you have to have it. They couldn't say that, but they need yeah. to. 
and I know it sounds really, really Apple-like, but it's proven to work that when you limit choices and you actually make something that doesn't suck, like that won't fall apart in 40 minutes, Hmm. it might be okay. Yeah. Like when you got this new uh, HP laptop, what did you do to it? I had to format it right away. Right. So if Best Buy had it clean and good, Uh, I wouldn't buy it. Um, When I was getting my dad's laptop, um, Best Buy decided that they would um, put a bunch of trial stuff on for us. None of that. That's not a clean laptop. That's yes, a joke. but the thing is, it was already opened in the box. Like they, they wouldn't. I think that was more of a fluke for you. But no, they're for a while, for about a month period, they were trying a new thing where they'd um, set up the laptop for you I know. already. I know. But I don't like that. I want my thing straight from the manufacturer. I agree. That's how it should be. And even in, we're going to go further than that. I want it straight from Microsoft. The manufacturer should build the hardware and only the hardware and the drivers. I don't know if I like that. Why not? Um, no, I just think it's going to really close the market off. Like um, The market of HP and who else? The Toshiba's, uh, Asus. Uh, and they all? They all have a full lineup of laptops. They all suck equally? Uh, Toshiba's starting to suck a lot more. Um, Equally, um, I don't know. Like I, when I was going to Best Buy, I was going to go get that yeah, Toshiba satellite. I, I remember that. Yeah, um, my brother had one. My sister had one. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went up there and touched the keyboard, it, it my bouncy. finger went through the keyboard almost. <laughs> um, it, it, the Just build so you know, your keyboards should not be made out of liquid mm, or light. That's also something I don't like. That Have you seen those uh, yeah, red Bluetooth uh, keyboards? Yeah, I don't, I don't like that either. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be really cool to show off, but. So what I think what, what I think what I think Best Buy needs to do to fix this like they're closing stores so I think the next step after closing stores is they'd have to consolidate merchandise they have to carry less they can't carry more cuz that would be mm-hmm. more expensive I think what they need to do is focus on quality and knowledge the, the, this time was pretty good cuz we went at night well, and, and you it was knew, just the one person and, and you knew what you were looking for but I could tell that the guy wasn't as bad as the other person oh, I agree um, what other person I mean, uh, do you remember the short-haired guy, the crabby old guy who knew nothing about computers? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, I hated him. I hated him. I he don't even get a computer. I don't, I don't think like that. I think that Best Buy needs to focus on knowledge in the sense that it doesn't matter what you do with a computer as long as that it runs. Mm-hmm. And with a bunch of junk on it, it's not going to run. And there's no way an educated computer user couldn't know that. Yeah. So it's hard for me as a person to pretend to be an employee, and try to sell a product there. So I don't have any remorse for that. But in order to change the company, I think that's what they would need to do. So you were telling me earlier that um, there were some recruiters at the U about working at an Apple store. Yeah. And what was the prerequisites to being a now, worker there? Now, from what I understood, I only was passing by as they were telling somebody, but apparently you need to have graduated in order to apply for the position at the Apple store. Graduated which- what? From college. College? Not just a high school one? No, not just a high school one. So I thought that was very impressive. But I think that there's an interesting distinction as to why. In an Apple store, you have to have a very particular demeanor. You have to be very polite. You have to know how to speak. You have to have a certain sense of certainness when you say, this is how you crop a movie in iMovie. Hmm. Um, Do they really show you how to use software there? Where? At the Apple Store. Oh, yeah. If you ask, hey, how do you, how do, you do this particular thing in iMovie, they'll, they'll tell you. So if I want to take a snippet of somebody saying good morning, I could just go there and say, can you I, help me do this? What I wouldn't recommend is taking the particular snippet, but taking a general snippet. Hmm. Um, 
I'm just saying, do, do you, can you can you tell me really quick how to use iMovie and how to like shorten and crop videos and stuff? And they would love to help you. Do you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? What? I'm going to take my iPad <laughs> and I'm going to ask them, how is this going to help me and do my career at center, at, at school? Because everybody at my school had um, iPads. Like everybody was getting them. Um, there was a huge push for that. And I really thought it would, you know, like has uh, like a notebook thing and a bunch of other stuff. I thought it would help be useful in everyday life but then right. i realized it's a piece of crap okay so i know you keep thinking that but i have a different opinion on that of course Why is I, that? I like the ipad i was gonna say pod but that's a different device i see i read a lot of news mm-hmm. that's pretty much all i do every day continuously and i like to google a lot of stuff and the ipad happens to be very good at those two things reading and news i'll sell you mine for like 300 bucks yours isn't good enough and for 300 i could just pay 200 more and get a real one yeah, but that's what Best Buy will buy the iPad 2 back at right now. 300 Yep. That's um, pretty steep. Or, no, 295 mm. But I, I round. Good choice. But I don't round up to get zero. Yeah, but you know what? You should. Yeah. Um, but uh, on Best Buy's site right now, that's kind of cool how they have the little buyback program. I was going to sell my old phone to them, but I... They give you like a penny or something? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's because it wasn't Apple. Oh, actually, do you think they're going to... Like, you know how Best Buy is always, lots of them, lots of locations have, like, the Apple resale the thing? authorized Apple resale. Yeah. Yes. Um, like, you know how not all locations are doing that? Do you think they're only going to, like, do you think they're going to cut down on those? No, or? I don't. You know why? Because it's their only income? <laughs> how did you know? Because, uh, see, the, like, I, I could have said that the person who was trying to sell that guy a laptop, they could mm-hmm. have pointed him right to that Apple section and just, yep, go get that MacBook Air. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. You're going to be happy. You won't have any problems. But I don't like that. I like Windows. People should have the ability to use Windows. Best Buy needs to have. They, but you saw that lap- beautiful f- one. five laptops that are really good, that are priced well, that are clean and ready to go for a regular person and a professional. You saw that um, Asus one with the beautiful trackpad. Yeah, but it still had a ton of garbage installed on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. But this June one, they were trying that other thing that they. So did as for soon a long as month. those computers change, mm-hmm. as soon as they stop sucking physically. And not mentally, but software-wise, the company will have been fixed. But, I don't know, even though this, I love this computer I have right here. Yeah, um, it's because you fixed it. But, I don't expect something to come working right out of the box that's $400. Like, I if do. you get an Apple product, what's that, what's that, like 1000 at minimum? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I could get, for how much was your MacBook Air? 15 So, I could get, like, three you could. of mine. You could, but... But and you're buying something else when you buy a Mac. Just I don't know. I mean, you could have bought that Acer for twelve ninety nine or whatever. So or nine ninety nine. Which one? That that MacBook Air like Asus or Acer. Oh yeah yeah or yeah yeah the Ultra Touchpad. Right the, right. Uh, so yeah. I mean, there are Windows laptops that are based on on the on that Ultrabook form factor, mm-hmm. and it's not like that's a big deal. That's not what I'm talking about when you buy that. I I mean, they need hardware that's priced at being good. Yeah. Um, this is pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine, yeah. But so, uh, yeah. You know, I just got to finish closing up all those Best Buys and be done with it. I don't know. Or, um, you know how they've been doing that ridiculous push for their online thing? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how, have you ever looked at their online site? Like It's ever, annoying. Yeah, like, like it tries to look fancy, but it's not. One of the new things is they changed how their weekly ad worked. It's no longer a direct copy of the printed weekly ad. Mm-hmm. It's a weird, pseudo-optimized version of it, and I'm not quite pleased with it. I want a direct copy of the actual physical ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
But um, I just hate how they have the review things. Mm-hmm. But do you know what's funny? Not only can you review a product, you can review a Best Buy store. And, um, oh, really? You can see the review for the um, Geek Squad division at the Roseville um, Center, at the Roseville Best Buy. What is it, like negative seven out of eight? No, one star. Okay, out yeah. of what, five? Yeah, there's so many f- hilarious horror stories. And, then, that, and that's another thing, yeah. uh, knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right. I wonder if I could get a part-time job working at Geek Squad. I think you would probably shoot yourself with a knife. Shoot myself with a knife, huh? It it's from what I hear is it's uh, a worse place to work for people who know what they're talking about than anyone else. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm, I'm on the career center, but actually that would be part of Geek Squad. But they don't really talk about that. Talk about retail careers and other things. Uh, no idea how this works. Yeah. Yeah, they have all the different sales floors. Like, because one thing I. We looked at kind of at Best Buy was the soundboards and stuff. They don't really right. carry that, but they carry yeah. lots of musical instruments for recording people. Well, that's because it's a more of a consumer product. Yeah, nobody nobody does podcasts. So you know the TVs they have at Best Buy, right? Oh yeah, they need to literally have four bloody TVs in that place. There's seventy TVs on that wall. Only seventy? Probably. I lost I count know. at sixty. Uh, and there looked like there's three stacks of eight on the corner. Yeah. I don't know which one's the best. They don't know which one's the best. They need to have seven TVs. They need to stop making those insignia TVs. That's true. They need to have seven TVs, and they need to have specific differences, and they need to say, I have a living room that's this big. I'm going to sit this far away. You should get this one. That's it. Hmm. Choices are bad for normal people. Choice is terrible because hmm. you can't sell it. I suppose, yeah. If I if I gave you that door and I gave you a door right next to it and one was brown and one was white, how could you tell the difference? Which one would how how do you know which one to buy? Hmm. They well, are the, the store same. is haunted, so I don't want that. But you don't know that. Hmm. That's true. Because you haven't reinstalled it yet. Yeah, because any door can be customized. Right. Work. Just like Windows. Yeah, and I could always fix it by putting Debian on it. Right. So differentiation in knowledge is what Best Buy needs to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know what um, is trying to differentiate itself? Nope. Oracle and a battle with Google. Oh, yeah, I, that one's kind of going crazy. Remember back in August when we first started reading about um, Oracle trying to sue Google yeah, um, for yeah. their little Android thing using Java? Yeah, so as we all know that Android is coded on the Linux kernel, but applications are run in the Java VM, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess... Uh, it's kind of hard to understand, but I guess Java, like um, Oracle's, mad that in the Android development platform thing, it's they're mad about how it's compiling, like how the thing runs the Java, like as it's, it's more in the development process than in the runtime. Okay. Um, but they're they're having something. They're trying to get royalties for using the Java applications or something. But it, it's kind of been mostly behind closed doors. Um, but these judges have. Um, like this has been going on a while. There hasn't actually been a trial, and it's always it started back in August. Mm-hmm. And so, what's that? That's a bunch of months already. A um, bunch of months. Bunch of months. I'm not. That, that's right. Yeah, I'm not doing the math at four in the so morning. So my understanding was that you could use the G, the, the JRE and the uh, JDK for free. Yeah. Now is that technical understanding accurate? Um, from for our use, yes, but the, the, kind of a commercial thing. What what happens different. when what happens when you're commercial though? I mean, how much do you pay for that? Like yeah. like even if you, how would you pay for that? It's not like Eclipse is something you pay for, and it's not like you ever go through any kind of paywall to get the JDK or anything. Mm-hmm. 
how could you even begin to verify that you are or not are are not making a commercial profit? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, um, we. If they do end up having to pay royalties, I'm just thinking, how much do they owe Microsoft per phone? Or then plus they have to give Oracle like, a cut, like, um, yeah. like fifteen a phone or something. Well, okay, so actually, for that for that Microsoft particular piece is that Google doesn't pay Microsoft at all. Um, what actually happens is that the developer of the phone itself, so the you know manufacturer, LG or, yeah, LG, Samsung, LG or HTC, whatever, they end up paying a certain royalty. Mm-hmm. It's usually five to fifteen dollars per phone, which is insane. But Microsoft is pleased. I, I think the, I think the only holdout is um, Motorola Mobility, which is of course owned by who? Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So imagine that. Yeah. So do we know what? Um, um, all we know right now is that um, they're, they're, this judge has ordered um, the executives from Oracle and, to go- and Google to sit down and talk about settlement charges. Mm. Uh, um, and they've offered to do that several times, but uh, it's most likely going to go to a trial. A trial date has been set for April 16th, and don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how many people are actually going to be covering this story, because I know it's kind of in the it's background. It's kind of a... Like, it's not going to affect an end user at all. Well, unless it does. See, I don't think it, that will ever happen. Um, if Let's say they do end up playing royalties. Like, who knows that uh, companies already have to pay stuff. Um, yeah, but... People already who have phones wouldn't care, but people who... But they're not going to notice that. Like, you know people can't even well, so, figure out what they want that's in a true. phone. Yeah, I guess so. Well, it's it's good that you mentioned this this lawsuit continuation by Oracle on Google, because through this we have revealed how much Google has made, allegedly, through Android. So you know what Google's marketing strategy is, right? Not marketing strategy, but revenue. Stealing your personal data Re- and selling Revenue it. strategy. So what they do is they they essentially do their their ad an mm-hmm. ad agency. Yeah. They put ads on everything, mm-hmm. and their goal behind making Android was to develop more surface area to mount more ads, more browsers on the internet, more places to Google, and therefore more sidebars to put ads in. Well, that makes sense, but only if people actually use your platform. And it turns out that iOS makes four times more than Android. Hmm. And so we found this out through some ridiculous calculation, but in this lawsuit that uh, you were just pointing out here, mm-hmm. um, essentially what the settlement talk was going to be about was uh, Oracle was asking for like 0.05% of the revenue from Android over the last some number of years since it's been released. Why are they entitled to that, does it say? Because I, I could, when well, I was I reading the stuff... I, I, I don't know. They, they, it's just the numbers that Google released. I don't know why they're entitled to it. If they're talking about settlement, I think they just want to get rid of it now. But uh, they, neither company wants to settle right now. Imagine that. But the, um, they're being forced to sit down and at least discuss it. Well, that's good. But it's um, just going to go on trial. So 0.05%. Uh, percent, mm-hmm. and, and they said, well, that's that that's two two and a half million dollars. Hmm. So... Ex- extrapolating from there, in the last five years or so since 2008, that would put Google's revenue from Android specifically at about 600, mil- 600 million. Yeah. Okay. Does that sound like a lot from an entire o- mobile operating system? Not really. The answer is no. Um, is that well, just from like App Store purchases or? That is just from ad revenue, allegedly. So that's why it's so low. Yeah. So what they did here is they purposely deflated that number and they tried to discount as many things as possible. That makes sense. But on the other hand, 
we do know the numbers they get from iOS, and it's significantly more, and I think I know why. On my old phone, which was probably closer to the run-of-the-mill Android average phone, so most people had phones like the phone I had previously, mm-hmm. it was a slow 600 megahertz processor with only 256 megabytes of memory, and an old operating system, you know, it's running 2.0. It was old. It's slow. Mm-hmm. It's hard to use the internet on it. You, mm. you can barely use apps, and using the internet on it is agonizing, especially on Sprint. Then you don't Google as much, and you don't see as many ads. On an iPhone where you have tons of memory and an actual processor, it's a lot easier to Google, and you click on more stuff. Okay. Yeah. Would you ever click on an ad on a phone? That's oh, so weird. Does Plus exist for a phone? No, it doesn't. On the other hand, I don't Google on my phone because it's too slow. Well, this one might be good. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to look stuff up. Always. But we'll, yeah, we'll see what comes of this law- lawsuit. I don't expect much. I don't think we're going to hear about it much, but I'll keep on following well, the story. Well, once it's settled, I think we will hear about it more. I'm interested in just seeing uh, more of a specific reason as to why Oracle thinks they need to do this. Isn't it in their interest to have somebody actually using Java? That's what I won't think. Because, um, I mean, that is kinda... it is honestly, I think, the largest deployment of Java in existence. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's kind of weird. Yeah, but we'll see. Well, maybe people would use more phones if they could bend in half. If they could bend in half. Hmm. Okay, at least at forty-five degrees. At least at forty-five degrees. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How about that sounds like a little e-ink display thing. Well. I think I just heard something from L- about LG and making oh, something. Wait, like what, did you, what did you hear about that? Tell me about. Well, um, Extreme Tech reports that LG has begun mass producing um, flexible plastic e-inks displays because we've known that um, they've been able to make um, screens like this before. Um, I know another company did that, and we talked about circuit boards. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that um, one of our f- earlier podcasts about how they could make these new circuit boards that were bendable. Yeah, and so now to go along with those new circuit boards, we now have mass production of e-ink displays. And so it's a lot like a Kindle display, um, and, I, and it's supposed to um, just uh, be able to display everything just like an e-ink display. But uh, something about how it's charged allows it to like not have to be forced to be. be I don't know how do I word that flat. Yeah, I mean that's a single plane. Sing- it's still single plane, it's just curved. I don't know, but the new resolution is like um, uh, one thousand twenty-four by seven hundred sixty-eight. So little six-inch um, thing. So that's pretty good resolution. That sounds fair. A little six-inch screen. I mean, it's not like you need a Retina display on a book reader. Well, that would be nice. Yeah, because actually that would be preferable. Mm. But no, would be really preferable. Maybe. If I could just have like. A bendable Kindle. It would so, be so much fun to just walk around and slap somebody with an e-reader. <laughs> I mean, no. just, the way it'll just fall apart. So that that would put it at a DP, or pixels per inch of two thirteen. Mm-hmm. That's not bad, but it's yeah, and point seven millimeters it, thick. I mean, it's um, still not Retina display quality. But can you really compare black and white to? Can I compare yeah. printed text on a page to a black and white screen? Oh yes. If that's Comic Sans, I can but, tell the difference. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I still think it's kind of like measuring a different category, but... I don't think so. I think I, uh, if you're reading something, I think it's completely fair to measure in regardless of color. Yeah. Um, but, I have a question about the screens, though. Mm-hmm. Are they transparent? No. Why well, not? So I have a back to them. I don't like that. 
Oh, you want like one of those weird look overhead things? Or not overhead things, kind of like you can that. See that. Kind of like that. I would. It'd be cool to put it on an so overhead. It'd be cool just to be spying on somebody and reading an e-ink display newspaper and then seeing what's happening right through it. I'd put it past myself to enjoy this particular property of <sighs> you know, my new product. Crazy. You know, but I think it'd be interesting to have a, a clear device uh, so that you could actually do that. Yeah. Um, so but, I thought this technology was cool. I had read about it too. But you know what I'm waiting for that needs to come out immediately, and you should go develop this right now in your laboratory. Mm, I'm worried because you know how much production cost is for me right now. Well, I'm thinking about this. So you know Windows 8 is coming out, right? Yeah. And it's going to suck without a touchscreen. Not necessarily. If I keep nodding like this, will you believe me? Absolutely not. Okay, great. Well, it's going to. I've tried it without a touchscreen. It doesn't work that great. What you need to do is just make a film that can capacitate in such a particular way that you can at least support two fingers with some degree of accuracy so that you can make any regular desktop screen a touchscreen. Just glue it on and hit go, attach it through USB, and that's it. Can I tell you something? Yeah? Nexus Labs will never go into production with this. If you made that, do you know how much money you would make? Mm, do you know how our lab can't handle something like that? You mean like real innovative solutions? Well, mostly our solutions right now are just finding a way to launch something a little farther and blow up. Like, um, ever try to hook an Arduino up to a potato cannon? No, I would never bother doing that. That's a lot of fun. Um, when but, I say fun, I don't mean that. Yeah, one problem was we were having a little problem with uh, the starter. Because remember, those, I spent eight whole dollars on this little grill starter. Didn't just, even work. Just see now, eight whole dollars. That's more money than NASA gets. Right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but compared to everything else, that's on a PVC cannon, I mean, 20 bucks for the Arduino and then some other stuff. Amazon uh, just emailed me, I can now buy Twizzlers that are rainbow colored. You just got an email from Amazon too? Do yeah. you know what mine was about? No, tell me. Mine was about jeans. What kind? Guys with beards wear Levi jeans. Um, Is it really what that says? I'm impressed. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Normally, it's almost always patio furniture. Amazon's like, hey, hey, it's time to buy patio furniture. <laughs> okay. So I, so you know how I was just mentioning how iOS made more money than Android through the ad revenue? Mm-hmm. Well, last week, we talked about the new Google Play Store because they changed mm-hmm. it from Android Market to Play Store. So on my new phone, I, you know, I had to go through all the app updates and all this stuff. And in the Amazon, the the Google Store hit update multiple times, and it was just ridiculous. Well, you know Amazon. You've ever heard of Amazon, right? Yeah, I've heard of Amazon. So, do you know they had their own app store? I, I did. You um, know, for the Kindle Fire, and of course, regular Android Foods too. But yeah, well, it turns out that there's a significant more amount of revenue generated on the Amazon App Store from applications than on Google. Hmm. Why is that? Well. Mostly because I think people who are in the Amazon App Store trust the Amazon App Store more. Uh, one of the th- problems, I think, with Google Play and just the Android market in general is that the apps aren't vetted. So you don't know if an app is of any quality and you don't know who it's from. But on the Amazon App Store, they are very much more like Am- Apple in the regard that they review each app before it is approved to be in the store. Um, yeah. So I don't have specific numbers, but... On a rough scale, 89% of the revenue for applications is going to Amazon, while well, 23% is going to the Android Market or Google Play Store. That's a stupid name. So 
I think people would prefer to have a trusted source to buy things. I never buy, I've never purchased anything from the Play Store because I just don't know where it's coming from and it's all creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when you download an application, it doesn't have its name. It has com dot something dot something, you know, like a Java package. Because guess what? They call it in Java. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, can I tell you something? Yeah. I kind of zoned out. I didn't listen to a word he said. I didn't but, either. Um, where did you find that article? Which one? Um, I seem to have lost my show notes. Um, I really hate Opera. You can actually close tabs see, somehow. See, I don't know why you use it then if you hate it. Can I tell you something? Yeah. hate everything else more. But I don't understand why. I mean, it seems like you're crippling yourself here. I would never use Trisco Linux just to do that. I mean, why aren't you using Chrome or Firefox real browsers? So Firefox is real again? It it has been real. It's just not as real as Chrome. So you're saying you like you prefer Firefox over Opera? It has AdBlock Plus. Opera has like an Opera equivalent. Doesn't count. But it's pretty fancy. Nope. Hmm. But yeah. Uh, but want to know something? Yeah. Even with Opera on an HP uh, pad thing, not a touchpad, um, G4 Pavilion. Yeah. Or seven-ish, whatever. It's still a million times better because remember when I was doing using the iPad trying to do Ooh, this? Yeah, yeah. How I couldn't even load the show notes. Like no, I had to double click. Their Google double Docs t- was never made for a portable device like the iPad. Yeah, I, mean, I just always had massive problems trying to get that to work. Uh, and I'm not saying Opera is a bad browser. I'm just saying that it's not usually supported for all applications. Yeah. And by all, I mean most. I don't know. It's 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 still better than iOS. Hmm, what would they all say? I think so. I don't know about that. Well. So what were you getting at with that? I don't know. It's over now. But I do remember you talking about Siri. Oh, yeah. Um, another lawsuit. Uh, quite the lawyer today. Yeah, that, that, I'm pleased. <laughs> yeah. Well, so do you know how I can't... Adver- so know how I have Nexus Labs? I, I do know that, unfortunately. I can't advertise that, hey, I you should invest in me because I make touchscreen devices. I don't know why not. You should. Because that's completely misleading. Um, like, actually, no, I, I, I could do that because I'm a research company. Right. You're but researching I, I, in the technology to implement this. But I can't sell a rock saying that this rock is very functional. It's touchscreen and it's a bunch of other stuff. Well, that makes sense. Because it's false advertising and a bunch of other stuff. Right. And so these people are trying to sue Apple for claiming that Siri is useful. Now, what are your thoughts on this particular? Well, I've never actually got to use Siri for much, uh, but I got to see a lot of people demoing it, and I got to read a lot of complaints about it. Because hmm. um, like, remember the first ones, like because the weekend that the iPhone 4s came out, everybody was saying that it was down. Um, yes, I do remember that. Like because of the overwhelming numbers mm-hmm. of users. So it's always down, and um, these people are quoting that um, it. Where's the exact quote? Um, it's all. It, it says that it's always giving inaccurate or unrelated results whenever people are searching for stuff. Um, it can never complete the task that was being used, and um, a bunch of other stuff. Um, I saw one of my my professor has one, and um, he was blind, and it's kind of hard for him to use a phone because mm-hmm. it's only natural. Right. Yeah, uh, but he was trying to s- say send a message to so and so so and so about um coming to the lab to help him because it was the day that everybody was trying to get the java to run on their computers mm, that's and the so, day that everybody yeah. needs help i know mm-hmm. um but it didn't work like it, it wouldn't actually send the message for him right and so it ended up not working out for him 
and it's just that people are saying that it's just absolutely worthless. It is, and I, I think Siri is an unreliable excuse. I think uh, it is never meant to be what it is now. I mean, it should have never been a feature. It should have just been an enhancement on the natural voice integration in the phone. But do you know it is a new feature? Like you saw in the new keynote that on the iPad 3, they didn't go Siri. They went voice dictation. Right. And I think um, that was the right way to go. Because they realized that this isn't going to work and it's not. they can't sustain it because right. you know, they have a lot to do all that crap. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the next iPhone quietly disabled that Siri button. I think they're going to disable it soon after. No, I don't think they're going to disable it. I think they'll make it slower and slower and slower until people forget that it works. I think that's going to get even sued faster. Or, whenever you ask, what is 75 times the integral of 94? Wolfram will say, buy Pro now. Yeah, and we'll make sure you don't get a green screen whenever you go to the Wolfram. I don't mind that. But, you know, speaking of Siri, actually, Mm -hmm. you know Steve Jobs. We have a biography book of him over here in the corner. I do think he's right You know, Steve Jobs, apparently he wasn't a fan of the name Siri. That is kind of a weird name, isn't it? Well... So what happened was Siri was the name of a company that um, these people from, I'm not sure, they they were split off from a government thing, and then they made this company called Siri, and essentially it was reserved for one of the the CEO's kids, but since he had a boy, he didn't name it Siri, which is probably a good choice because it would be ridiculous, so he named his company Siri instead, which was a fine choice. Well... Once they were purchased by Apple, Steve Jobs was unpleased with the name, but the CEO kept, you know, pushing Steve, you know, go for Siri, go for Siri, and eventually he did. Hmm. Because he didn't have a better choice. This is also what happened with the iPod and the iMac. Because he didn't have a better choice, he just went with those names. Hmm. And we all see now that it turned out fine, and the, the line still makes sense with the naming convention, and it's okay. Yeah. It's just interesting that, you know, it, it, you know, it's a name that doesn't really mean a whole lot. Uh, but in Norwegian, it means beautiful woman who leads you to victory. Really? Yes. Uh, hmm. it, but I mean, in English, it doesn't mean a lot. And to in Apple parlance, it, there's no I in front of it. There's no special connotation. It's just kind of an odd thing to put into a phone. And I was commenting to someone on Google Plus recently. That it should never have been a feature named on its own. It should have just been a natural enhancement on voiceover in the phone. Um, voiceover was the you know voice control features they had previously. How do you like when you say Siri? Like it's like something you can label. It's like a feature. Like, no, but you don't have to say its name first. But like when you're advertising for it, like everybody knows. Like, you don't it's, it's, don't advertise for it. It should have just. It should have just been. That an was enhan- one of the biggest selling points. For it that, shouldn't for us. have been a selling point. But it was. Like, I know, but you know, it should like, All the commercials for it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. now with Siri. What oh. does a weasel look like? Uh, I hate that. We should play it again. No, I'm good. Um, <laughs> maybe later. Uh, I, I, I understand that, but it just it shouldn't have been a feature because it doesn't fit in with all of the other products that they have, and it doesn't do anything. Because, mm-hmm. again, of the downtime, but also because it, functionality-wise, it doesn't do a lot. Yeah. It can add something to your calendar. That's probably the biggest but feature. Do you and I would have really liked it for? Maybe. The Apple TV. Cause oh, yeah. Like, that would make play, sense. Play, stop, pause. Those what, three what, what simple commands. What would you commands, speak it into? 
Your, um, your actual device, though? Like just, yeah, like, just, just say it loudly towards your TV. I don't think that because, would ever work. I mean, because that way it's just voice recognition. You what if your TV is making noise and you want it to stop? I can't hear you. It would be hilarious what? if you did that. Like, what if somebody on the TV said, like, you're watching stop. a show, like, <laughs> stop right there! And then just, like, like this guy's about to shoot the guy, and he's like, stop right there, and then just all of a sudden the video stops. Like, self-destruct. And then just... I don't think that's going to be a prerequisite, or not, not prerequisite, well, but so like that, a pre-recorded that, see, we, We've already poked holes in why Siri for the TV won't work. I mean, but Unless you had it on a device that was close to your voice. What about the remote? Like, you hold down the button on the remote to record your voice. So, speaking of that remote, you know that remote, right? Lose it? No. Grandma uh, lose it? She probably doesn't even know she has an Apple TV at this point. <laughs> Glad um, it's working out well. Well, see... Uh, John Syracuse on Hypercritical on 5x5, a complete competitor on this from this network, but mm. I idolized them all. Um, he was talking about how the Apple remote is made, and so it has no seams. It's a carved hollow piece of aluminum. Mm-hmm. So you know the little battery compartment that's essentially a little circle yeah. that you can just mm-hmm. slide and then take out? Yeah. Well, the little chip inside, the little motherboard, as they he called it, is curved so that it can fit inside of the evacuated cylinder mm. slit thing of the remote. And then the next piece is put in, and then the infrared pointer is put on the other side, and then the battery section is connected into both, and then it's all ridiculous. Cool. But it's so funny that they decided to hollow out a piece of aluminum for every single remote instead of cutting a piece in half and then gluing it back together or something. Yeah, or just casting molds. Like, right. you know how they do that split. It's that's... hollowed out. Yeah. It's... Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. Huh. I don't know why things are overpriced. Yeah, well, $99 isn't that bad. But for what you get, it kind of is. Um, oh. look, how much does a Roku box cost? Is that There's 40 bucks $99 right if you get the good one. But isn't the light one, or not the light yeah, one? Yeah, the light the... one's SD only. Isn't the Apple TV? No, the new Apple TV is 1080p. Okay. For $99. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Seems reasonable. Uh, so, you know um, Google I.O.? Google I.O.? Ever heard of that? Mm. It was the big developer conference. You know how... Um, oh, it sold out in like 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean. but you know how like Apple has WWDC? Mm-hmm. Well, Google I.O. is going to have their event at Moscone Center uh, from 27th to 29th of June, and it did, as you said, sell out in 20 minutes. Yeah. But what they're doing this year, like kind of what they did last year, but to a greater extent, is they're going to live stream all of the keynote sessions, all of the technical sessions, and pretty much anything else they can find. Cool. So what that means is that we can watch it, and it'll be free, and then a day after each thing is streamed, they'll be up on the website. So if you didn't get a chance to go this year, and I know I didn't get invited, and I don't think you did. Nope. Nope, nope, didn't get invited. Even if you did, did you have $5,000? No. Because that's how much a ticket costs. So you have yeah. to get invited and then pay. And then still find a way to get money to get there. Yeah. And for me, for my truck. Ooh. Uh, uh, adds up quick. It's only in California. I'm not driving to California. Good choice. Well, I I, I love Google I.O., but the new thing they have on their website this year, last year it was kind of this, I don't know, like particle explosion, but this year it's this machine thing where you have to build these pieces to get a ball across the page to another machine, so like it's a handoff kind of thing. Oh, cool! And it, and it was like a little game that you play, and then you can share with other people. Like you know, you make the machine get a ball from one side to the other side, and it was you know something you can share and you know have social interaction or something. Mm. And it was just it was terrible because I it, I couldn't beat the tutorial. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Good luck with that. Uh-huh. That's just... Uh-huh. I know. I don't even know where to go from that. <laughs> so, have you ever heard of uh, Apple? I have. What do you know about them? Advertising in Australia? I have heard about what that. You, what do you know about that? Well, because I'm being lawyer man today, I know quite a bit. Well, tell me about that, lawyer man. Well, lawyer man says that uh, <laughs> uh, they're getting sued for false claims yet again. Really? Because uh, you know how 4G only works in the United States and with this other company in Canada. Yes. I forget the exact company's names. But I also know that uh, they it doesn't work anywhere else in the world. That's correct. But... They left all that 4G LTE. Are stuff you telling me that Apple did not realize that 4G was technically unavailable in all the countries except North America? They say right on the thing, "Hey, don't trust us." Are you say- are you saying that fine print is an escape method yeah. for companies? So when if I'm I was selling my Austra- rock to you, that's a touchscreen I- rock. I can say oh. it doesn't actually work in fine print, and I'll be just fine. Really. If I was an Australian judge, I would totally make this 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 lawsuit burn and crash, and just make you pay all sorts of money. Yeah. Well, that's exactly I'll throw what a happened. Rock at you, because I'm lawyer man, and I can do that and get away with it. So apparently, it has come down that Apple is now changing what they're saying on their website for the Australian market. It's a little too late. Well, it's not. I mean, they're fine. Uh, they did have to pay some stuff, and uh, they're going to reevaluate in May to see if the deception has been fixed adequately. And so, technically, well, here's what happens. In America... In America? <laughs> I did, that was unintentional. <laughs> okay. Um, in America, we have two things. We have 4G, which means nothing, and we have LTE, which is long-term evolution, which is technically 4G. Mm-hmm. Now, see, there's 4G, which means... Four letters with a plus sign after it. It's like HDCP plus or something. I can't remember those numbers. I can only Don't worry do, about it. I can only do GSM and CDMA. I can't remember anything else anymore. And then they, we have the dual link, and then we have one with a D in it, and it's really complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 4G, but LTE can get way faster. LTE is like 100 megabits per second, right? Yeah. Well, these other things we have here in the U.S. that's called 4G, that's maybe like 30 at most if you're lucky, or maybe 60 if you're using Apple special dual-band technology. Well, it turns out that in Australia, 4G doesn't exist. They literally just call it LTE, and they expect it just to be LTE. Well, Apple said, well, we don't care. We just get 4G then. So that's why it's false advertising, because 4G doesn't exist there. Which is, yeah. LTE is technically 4G, but here we make the distinction. But nowhere else do they, I guess. Mm. So, good. you know, bad things there. And you know what? Apple's getting slammed yet again. For what? So a few weeks ago, there's this guy. He's kind of, kind of, not comedy per se, but he was more of a bending the truth kind of person. Distorts reality, huh? Not in the same way, but close. He distorts mm. facts. It's very okay. different. Really? <laughs> yeah. So there was this guy, I can't remember his name. I was thinking Isaac Newton, but I realized he made physics. It was my mistake. Mm. Um, and essentially, he kind of went to China a while ago and allegedly interviewed a bunch of people and then came back to the U.S. and made it part of his comedy show, which wasn't really a comedy show. He was saying it as if it was the truth. Then he went on to this big 
not necessarily a podcast, but it is presented as one. It's called This American Life. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's on NPR. It's a really great show. I never listened to it personally, but it is a great show. Uh, but then NPR discovered, after f- verifying later, none of that was true. He never went to he, – he did go to China, but he never interviewed these people. He never found out what he found out. The, the translator he had gotten there told them the truth. Most of it didn't happen, and what did happen it was highly exaggerated. Hmm. He said while he was there for a day, he had found people who were workers that were 12, 13, and 14. Never happened. Hmm. Uh, so this caused a lot of you know concern over Foxconn conditions, the factory that makes most iPads, iPhones, and other cool stuff. Yeah. Well, it turns out that you know, I was going to say Steve Cook... No, 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 no. Not Steve Cook. Tim Cook visited mm-hmm. Foxconn factories this week. He vis- oh. he visited some high Chinese leaders and some other stuff. But Foxconn did the unthinkable. They agreed to reduce overtime hours. Oh. You know what that means? The people who need the overtime hours are aren't going to get it. Not going to get it, and now they're angry. I can imagine that. So if we have an iPad shortage, we know who to blame. Yep. Yeah. Apple's not having a good week, are they? No, not a good week for Apple. It's sued it's, like three different times over. That, and, you, know, you know, it's a big week, right? Yeah, yeah, big week. Well, I think you know what time it is for. Some lightning. Yes, I think it's time for some lightning. Why don't okay. you go first this time? Okay, um, this was an article I just read about. Um, it was actually it's kind of a little old now. Actually, not just a little old. So, do you know that Commodore you have, the Amiga yeah, yeah, Commodore Four Thousand? I, I love that machine. It is the best computer I have in the house. Um. Well, so I always thought it was like Amiga Commodore, and so I was I was looking at Amiga site trying to find stuff, couldn't figure out anything. But um, what I was supposed to look for was Commodore. Uh, CommodoreUS.net has um like a bunch of new computers that they just released a little bit while ago. That's impressive. Um, the Amiga Mini kind of looks it looks just like a Mac Mini, but with a crappy inside. With a built-in keyboard. Um, no, the, the it looks that was the uh, Commodore sixty four X. Oh, my um, mistake. That that one's the keyboard with all the crap inside of it. Mm. Um, very very funny because um, it's it's just um, everything is just really expensive because you would you wouldn't ever spend a thousand two hundred dollars for a computer that isn't that good. Um, maybe you would. I probably uh, would. But if, know, if, you, if you have a MacBook Air, you're not going to want a keyboard that's. Five times thicker than your. It's got to be more than five times thicker than your. And if you whole put two computer. MacBook Airs together, you know what you get? You get a MacBook Pro. Mm. Well, what was I using your MacBook Air for earlier? I was using it for shims to yeah, prop was, up my laptop. Yeah, we were using it as a shim for his laptop. That was pretty clever. It didn't work very well. No, it's too just, thin. Yeah, too thin. Um, but like the Amiga Mini, it looks kind of cool. Um, but everything looks pretty nice except for the actual product. Um, but the thing that it has that the Mac Mini doesn't have actually has a CD drive. Well, that's good. Yeah. At least we have some features. I like features. Hmm. All about them. Well, I, I know a project that has some features. Have you ever heard of the PlayStation 3? I think I have. Well, apparently the PlayStation 4 is coming in time for the holidays 2013. So we have rumors that the PS4 is codenamed Orbis. Mm-hmm. Orbis. 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 Which is hilarious because Orbis Viate stands for the circle of life. Now, imagine the PS4 being called Orbis, while Viate is shortened to Vita, which is, of course, their handheld player. 
So their hand player, handheld player is Life, and the PS4 is called Circle. So it's a good pun, the circle of life, you know, two two mm. devices mingling with each other to make a, you know, circle of life. Very clever. So this uh, alleged device is going to uh, have an AMD 64 CPU and an AMD Southern Islands GPU. Now, do you know anything about the Southern Islands GPUs? Um, yeah, they're supposed to be really fast. Really good? Really, really good. Really, really? Really, really. Okay, well, apparently it's going to be able to output at 4096 by 2160. Which is, just so you know, bigger resolution than the iPad 3. So, Apple this year decided to use that in their marketing. That's right. Yet another <laughs> lawsuit coming at them. And now Sony is beating them already, just three weeks later. So, they're going to have 4K content coming soon for that. But here's the sad thing. Apparently, games won't be able to be like sold afterwards. Like Once you have a game... It's yours forever, and you can't resell it, apparently. That's what the rumor oh, is. Yeah. So it's just like that rumor we had for the Xbox previously, which is ridiculous, but that's what's going to happen. We'll see if it actually sticks. I hope not, because yeah. that, that destroys the entire resale market. So do you know to sell things, um, you have to sometimes get them approved for being sold in a certain area? Oh, yeah. So uh, I know Britain has a lot more than... Yes, a um, lot of regulations in yeah. Britain, much more than here. Oh, yeah. And so if I wanted to just make a computer and sell it, I would actually have to get it certified to do that. But, you know, just do it off the books. Um, but do you know the Raspberry Pi? I think we've been I, talking I, about I, that. We, we have talked about it. Um, it's just a motherboard and a bunch of other stuff and a CPU already thrown in, thrown together. It doesn't have a case. It doesn't come with anything else. Right. Um, so it's peacefully useless. Yeah. Um, until you customize it a little. Mm. So what they were trying to do is they're trying to sell it as an unfinished product. Right. And they're told... No way. No way. <laughs> That's and a so, good choice. Uh, Who, who's telling them this? Uh, parla- European regulations. Okay, European something other Okay, that's, crap. that's reasonable. Um, they have to get um, a CE certification mm. before they're allowed to sell it. Um, and so we'll, they just have another delay. Because, you know, they have all, so many things um, slowing them down already. Right. Yeah. Well, two, here's two good Google stories. Mm-hmm. A new authenticator app came out this week. So here's what happened. Apparently, what speculation states is that Google lost their digital authentication keys for the original Google Authenticator app. So what they did is they took the old one out of the market and made a new one with the same name, but it t- put a 2 at the end. So it's Google Authenticator 2, but they hid the 2 because they're Google mm. and they can do that because they own the market. I mean Google Play Store, sorry. And I was unaffected by this because at the time I had switched from phone to phone. But in the 30 seconds I was switching, I had no way to get into my Google account. If I had been logged out of any computer, my entire life would have essentially been over. On the same token, this week, Google also released a new account activity tool. So you know Google Analytics. We were talking about this at the top yeah, of the it's show. Useful. It's great. Well, I was expecting that to come to Google Dashboard, which is essentially an overview of all the data Google collects on you in all the services. Well, that's not what the account activity tool is it's essentially just some information that's very vague and not really well analyzed and it doesn't show any emergent trends it's something you should look at but don't be too concerned about it yeah so um gnome 3.4 this week tell Uh, me about that it's supposed to have better document searching and new and revolutionary well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, doubt it, though. But yeah. um, it's supposed to have smoother scrolling, um, new background animations, um, and most importantly, it's supposed to fix a bunch of bugs and little just little glitches that come up. Um, 
That's good. It's going to have um, video calling and live messenger support. I'm not quite sure what all that entails, but um, and better hardware support and improved system settings. So it's more customizable. Um, and of course, I, this I will not be integrated into Ubuntu, so don't worry. Oh yeah, so sad. So, have you ever heard of Google Go? Google Go? Yes, Google Go, the programming language that was a derivative of something or other. I thought that was Dart. Oh, yeah, they have that too. That's for JavaScript. Go okay. is for C++, I believe. Like, I mean, okay, it's a derivative. So Rust, Go, I mean, there's all these other uh, weird languages. Well, so Go 1.0. Ha! Huh. Mm. Go 1.0 has been released this week. You can get it on, presumably, Google Code. I don't know any of the features, but you know what? I can tell you that it's not going to be pleasant to write, but go try it. Yeah. Have you heard anything about Dart? Like, I know people were all obsessed with it for about a week or two, and then I haven't heard anything since then. You know, the problem with Google Dart is that it integrates too closely into what I would like to call Java. uh, Mm. Because essentially what happens is that you get this Java-esque Dart language, and then it compiles down to what I believe is JavaScript. I believe that's what my understanding is. I think they would make this to replace their GWT framework, uh, because in that way they could have the language be the framework instead of having a framework on top of Java. But, you know, whatever. You pick. Yeah. It's never going to take off. It's it's a joke. You know what's going to take off, though? Amazon. Google Cars. Oh, So understand. remember how we're talking about those Google self-driven cars? Maybe. Um well, uh, this blind guy was behind the wheel. Here they're going to Taco Bell or something. I did not hear that. Oh. Um, but uh, um, you know how we were talking about earlier how Siri was good for um, blind people and like how it actually didn't work, but it was advertised to work well. But imagine, like, so what? Your personal planner doesn't work, or you can't call. But um, no data connection. Yeah, driving the, into traffic. The, um, so the, uh, Google's hooked up a Toyota <laughs> Prius. And um, in this little town in uh, California, and then this, they let this blind guy get in to you know, drive the car around. Or not actually drive. You know, did they the have, a, like, an extra driver just in case? I mean... Yes, yes. Okay, good. Um, and then they had a bunch of cameras and a bunch of other stuff. Good. Um, but don't worry, he wasn't completely blind. Okay. Um, according to the article, he was only 95% blind. Okay, so he still had a fighting chance. No. <laughs> um, well... If, if you were using Windows Live Messenger and you wanted to pirate some content, you wouldn't have a fighting chance because Live Messenger would filter out those links sent to you because they would be, apparently, content that could cause your computer harm. Hmm, so sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I just took out a couple bullet points. Nope, you're good. <laughs> I hate Google Docs. Good, good, go. You know how many things I hate? No, no, I don't. Uh, just a, everything. So, have you ever heard of Microsoft? Uh, yeah, I have. So a couple of days ago, I was reading some tech news, because, you know, that's what I do, like, continuously. And uh, I was watching this video published by Microsoft on the Microsoft Windows 8 blog. And Mm -hmm. in it, they were demonstrating a particular feature in Windows 8. And so, you know, on Windows 8, the consumer preview that we have, you know, the new paint-drawn Windows 8 logo? Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of just a slanted window and some paint-like quality. Well, in the video... It was a colored logo with with the classic Windows curves. Yeah. And so I thought that was really peculiar. So even Microsoft internally hates the new logo because yeah. obviously in their own private builds, they have a real logo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really a tech story, but uh, I read a re- really interesting article this week. Really? Um, so do you know how... I know we've written on airplanes before. I haven't. But everybody says that airplane food is really bad. I don't know. I don't usually eat on short flights. Mm. 
But um, what I heard was um, science has found an answer to that problem. Uh, apparently, your taste uh, about a third of your taste, uh, two thirds of your taste buds don't work above um, really? three thousand feet up I in the air. I did not know that. So it's not, and plus um, they say when you get that high up, um, the, the cabin pressure, your nose dries out and mm. don't smell things. Yes, it makes sense. And so it's not their fault. Oh, except mm. for maybe it is. You know, whenever I've been on an airplane, I always just had an apple and went back to sleep. Mm. Yeah, and then I, well, while I was eating it, I always skyped in onto a podcast. Um, finally, cool. I believe we have here Netflix buys DVD dot com. DVD.com. So Netflix, as you might know, tried to sell off Quickster and failed. So now hmm. they want to get even more into the depth. They want to buy DVD.com. They're already so far gone. Why not? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny. Do you have anything else? Um, not really. So uh, what do you think about this week? I think that was a good week. I think it was a pretty big week. Pretty big. You know, we big we, we we began all of this medium. saying that it wasn't that big, and it was pretty medium. It's filled with lawsuits. Filled with lawsuits, inflating our capital revenue significantly. Yeah. <sighs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah, week. I don't know. I think it was a good week. Yeah, oh, but I have one more big story, though. Big story. Um, Huge. Yeah, what apparently... Is uh, this is news. Yeah, do you know Apple? I've heard of them. Yeah, well, I just heard that um, Ubuntu's been looking for manufacturers to make their little phones to that dock in, and they've been also looking for people to make their Ubuntu TV things. Oh, yes. And so Apple has decided that they want to they wanna help Ubuntu, and um, so they're going to start building Apple uh, Ubuntu TVs for them, free of charge, and they're going to be sold on the market for like 10 bucks. Really? No, April Fool's Day. Oh, you again. Yeah. Yeah, see, I can't do that this year because last year I fooled everybody into thinking that I was getting a Google scholarship. Yeah, you just conned uh, them into giving you a laptop. But I didn't. I, I conned a teacher into giving me a laptop, which really didn't Yeah. Count. And so, I mean, I, I, a clever clever joke. You should have held on to the joke part a bit longer. I don't care. Yeah, because it, it wasn't that clever. That's the most unheard of thing ever, though. Which part? Apple trying to make something for free. Mm, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so, I think, you know, how do we end these shows these days? Uh, I normally say, go check out my website, and this is um, Paul Horn signing off. Wait, Paul Horn? Can you explain that? Who mm, are you? My name is Paul Horn. Since when? Uh, since um, not April 1st. Oh, that again. That again, yep. So where can we find you on the internet, Paul Horn? Well, you can find me at paulhorn.yourmama.com. <laughs> and where can I find uh, you? Let, let me, one, one sec. If you seriously go to that URL, you will regret it significantly. <laughs> I mean, seriously, do not go there. <laughs> yeah. In other news, uh, you can find me, Ryan Rampersad, because I'm an actual person. So weren't you, didn't we talk about this before the show? You're going to be Michael Salinger? Yeah, I lied. Uh, Good job there. Didn't we talk about this show? Um, <laughs> uh, you can find me, of course, everywhere. You can find me at my blog, RyanRampersad.com. Uh, you can find me here at The Nexus. You can find me on Twitter, uh, RyanMR. And this is, of course, at the Nexus. This is a show where we talk about tech news and essentially what we were going to be talking about anyway if we hadn't been here actually just recording it. We usually yeah. do this show on Fridays or Saturday mornings. And, yeah, I, I think it was a good week. Mm-hmm. Well, if you ever want to catch one of my concerts, I'll be playing in um, One of your Idaho. concerts. <laughs> I'm a musical genius. Oh, Since um, I began playing the piano at age four. And I played the clarinet at age 10, the you know, saxophone by age 12. If I could get a picture of you with your hands like that, like, yo, dog, I've been playing the piano since I'm age 4. Yo, dog, I'm a classical musician. <laughs> so cool.
Okay, yeah, someday. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, this is Paul Horn signing off. And this, of course, is Ryan Ripper said. Have a good one. Gotta use the right name. No way. Paul Horn, in your metadata. <laughs>